Welcome. You're listening to Women's Health and Beyond with Dr. David Goslin, the only podcast for women providing a physician's point of view on everything relating to women's health, sexual medicine, and cosmetic gynecology. Get ready to discover the latest and hottest topics in women's health and how they relate to you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Women's Health and Beyond. You guys, I'm so excited today. It's not every day. I get to really bring on a mega superstar on my show who's really, I have to say, has challenged the women's health industry into a much more progressive state-of-the-art next step forward. And she's done some amazing things for the world. She's so accomplished. So it's a big, big honor and round of applause for Sandra Pelletier. Sandra Pelletier, I always do that. Welcome, Sandra, to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love the introduction. I'd like you to come with me everywhere. So no, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. <laughs> and I'm happy to. <laughs> so Sandra, let me do this. I'm going to just give like a tiny highlight of who you are and your accomplishments, but really it doesn't do you justice. And today, you guys on the show, we're going to talk about a novel, very novel birth control that's non-hormonal, that's probably going to change the way you want to look at birth control. And we're going to get into all that and, and, and what her company has down the pipeline, which is so exciting in women's health. But I think equally exciting is to get the, to know the person behind this company, because you've done some really great things in your life, and you've got such, such amazing accolades and accomplishments and awards. But I just want to dive into who are you and, and how did you become you? So besides being the CEO, the president, and really the executive director of a company called EvoFem, which is responsible for producing Fexi, which is the birth control we're going to talk about today. By the way, love the name. I know it's supposed to sound like sexy. Um, you've been responsible for the growth and transition of this company, and I believe you guys came to market in early 2018. <clears throat> and you've had a long-standing history of experience in the pharmaceutical industry, um, and you've, you've held multiple positions, both as C-suite executives, um, as well as some nonprofit boards. I know that you're the CEO also of Women Care Global, which I would love to talk about because, and I'll explain to you why I have such a passion with helping third world countries really have access to great care. <clears throat> um, you also are an author, a keynote speaker. You're a devoted uh, advocate for climate change. You actually hosted a roundtable discussion at the recent conference, Climate Change in Iceland, which is amazing, congratulations. And you're, you're, you're so accomplished and you've received awards. I mean, just to name a few, you were recently named uh, Inc. Magazine 2020 Female Founder 100 list, which congratulations. And in 2019, you were Business Woman of the Year by the San Diego Business Journal, which is quite an accomplishment. You're a champion in so many levels. So. Sandra, I'm just curious. Uh, tell us about what formulated this passion, this drive that has become you. Well, thank you, by the way, for asking. And I do think it's so important. I have a lot of interviews where we talk about the amazing asset, as you said, Fexi, and we talk about the company, which I care about very much. But I also do think that all of those things are threaded from kind of the DNA and the passion of the founders and the leaders. And so, so for me, I won't go too far down a rabbit hole, but I really do say sometimes what you choose chooses you. 
And if you really think about that, about our choices, and you think, where did you come from? So quick story is that I started out in a very, very rural place called Caribou, Maine. And it is the furthest point you can fly to from where I live now in San Diego. And in my town, my mother had 14 brothers and sisters. She grew up on a farm with outdoor plumbing and our town closed down for harvest to pick potatoes every year for three weeks. And wow. But the reason I'm telling you this is that there are little towns like this all across America where they're almost invisible, where people don't realize the levels of domestic violence and the levels of alcoholism and poverty. And really, it was suggested to young women that their choices were who they married and how many kids they had. There were so many young women that got pregnant far before getting out of high school. And it was because they had no idea about their bodies and how they worked. Their mothers didn't know. So their mothers didn't tell them. We weren't educated about it in school. But my mom and all of her friends really decided that I was going to be the one that got out. I was going to be the one that they bet on. I was the horse that they were all going to bet on. And through my whole life, they would tell me all these stories about how they put themselves second and how they thought it was noble. There was nobility in not putting yourself first, that your husband should come first, your kid should come first. And never was it ever suggested that if they put themselves first, everyone else would benefit. And so equality and choice was something that I grew up caring about in a very meaningful way, but healthcare was really my way to deliver on it. So long story short, I really became an advocate for trying to suggest to women that being martyrs and pleasers is really not the way to get to your best happiness. And so then I've spent my whole career in women's healthcare and really looking at puberty through menopause and the mindset of women when they don't want to get pregnant, when they do want to get pregnant, when they want to space their pregnancies. Why that's so important is that I believe, and I love to hear your story about global access for women, the most important lever to poverty elimination in my mind is access to sustainable birth control. When women can choose, not by chance, by choice, when and if and how often they have children, and they do that by using something that they feel good about, that they don't suffer with, right? That they're not burdened with the mindset that I just have to deal with this because I was born a woman. I believe the world changes. The economic future changes, the family size change, no woman wants more children than she can feed and educate and give a good life to. So that was a long answer, but I have now become very, very passionate that if you care about water or energy or climate or anything you care about, the best way is giving women access to control over their bodies. Amen to that. You know, just so you guys all know, you brought up a good point. This is a little fact that you guys are all going to make your head spin. 2.7 million unattended pregnancies in the United States per year. That's just the United States. Globally, think about it. We have access to birth control. Globally, it's 120 plus million women a year getting unintended pregnancies when they're not ready to do so. And like you said, if we can change that dynamic, that playing field, we can definitely give women the choice to do this on their own terms, which is something I love to hear. Well, look, let's get right into it. So first of all, real quick, pharmaceutical 25 years, how did FEXI happen? I mean, what was there some sort of 
serendipitous bringing together? I mean, or, or is this a mission you had from the very beginning to change birth control? Well, so FEXI was developed by Rush University. And in the early 90s, a lot of academic institutes were working on MPTs, multi-purpose prevention technology. And for those listeners that aren't in the medical field, all it really means is you have an asset that can you can keep investing in that has different indications. So for example, we today are the only non-hormonal birth control that women use on demand, only when they need it. But we're also in a phase three study, the same exact product, will prevent women from getting chlamydia and gonorrhea. So it's very exciting. But how it came to be was that my whole first career was in women's health, but every product I had had hormones in it. And every competitor on the market had hormones in it. And since 1960, birth control has been dominated by hormones. And I say, just because something has always been done one way, it doesn't make it right. And yes, our competitors come out with me too products in crowded categories. How many pills do we need? How many rings do we need? How many patches do we need? And I say to them, why can't you use investor capital to really innovate? Aren't women worth innovating for? So FEXI came about because 23 million women right now in the United States will tell you they are beyond hormones. They will tell you they've tried pills and patches and IUDs, and they will tell you that the side effects are no joke. It's not just one day a month. Of course, nobody talks about it because everybody else has hormones. They're not going to tell you about the side effects, but the side effects for some women, it changes their life. We have young women that contact us and they say, when I went away to college, my mother put me on the pill so I wouldn't get pregnant. Well, then I started crying for no reason. Then I started to have anxiety. So they put me on an anti-anxiety product. Then they put me on an antidepressant. And really when they realized it was my birth control and I don't even have sex every day, why am I taking something every day if I'm suffering from side effects? So in my opinion, I really believe that I was born and made to find this product, to bring it to every woman in the world, because one I don't think a man was going to do it unless it would have been you, by the way, if you would have got there before me, you might've made it happen, but we could have done it together. Yeah. yeah. You're a unicorn. I mean, but I really believe this, that, so, so for me, it's about empowerment. Now, look, yes, we want to deliver for shareholders, but for me, I have said women deserve sex on demand. Men have had condoms forever. A man can go out with a condom in his pocket, protect from getting somebody pregnant, protect from getting a sexually transmitted infection. And now with FEXI, women have that same empowerment. So we're really excited that we have global access to the product forever. And um, yeah, we've launched it for non-hormonal birth control, as you said, and then forthcoming, we'll be able to prevent chlamydia and gonorrhea. Look, to be honest, when I started learning about FEXI, I was blown away because let's talk about, first of all, let me explain to the audience what exactly FEXI is, if that's okay with you. Yeah, please. So as you mentioned, it's an on-demand, non-hormonal birth control. And you guys know if you're, if you're a patient of mine or a potential patient of any GYN, if you go in requesting a non-hormonal birth control options, your options, and you can attest to, this, attest to this, are so limited. You either get an invasive procedure where an IUD is placed, such as Paragard, which is a copper IUD. And let me tell you, Paragard is great, nothing against it. And we do use it in my practice, but it's not my favorite IUD because it's large. It's the bigger of the IUDs. And in somebody who hasn't had or hasn't had the opportunity to bear children and had their cervix naturally open, putting an IUD is a little can be at times traumatizing. 
Um, let alone I've had patients pass out in the office because they get a syncope effect. So they get a little passy outy afterwards. It's crampy for several days. Um, it can cause for some women, a small percentage, some intermittent spotting throughout the month. So really not ideal, but look, it's one of our only options in non-hormonal uh, birth control. And when I heard that, and, and how many times do women come to my practice and say, Dr. G, what do I do? I, I'm, I'm not, like you said, I'm not in a committed relationship and having sex on a regular basis. It's here and there. Um, and I don't want to be on hormones if I don't have to. And I don't like having something foreign in my body that doesn't feel right. Any options. And most of the time we have to sit there and say, well, look, you know, these are spermicidal options condom use options, nothing that sounds really great. And we'll get into spermicide and why I think this blows spermicide out of the water. You can't even compare it. <clears throat> but anyway, long, long story short, the ingredients of Fexi are also very natural. They're composed of lactic acid, citric acid, potassium bitartrate, which, which all can be found in foods. Um, there's, it's odorless. Uh, the consistency is very nice. It, it doesn't leak. So it's not like you're having intercourse and it's dripping out of your vagina. I'm sorry to be a little bit picturesque, but want to make sure everybody understood that. Um, it adheres to the vaginal wall in a very, in a very light biological fashion. Um, and you just have to put it, like you said, on demand, zero to 60 minutes prior to having intercourse. Just a little caveat, do not insert it after intercourse. doesn't seem to work as well. <laughs> uh, yes, please don't insert it after intercourse. <laughs> right. Thank you for so, so how does it work? I mean, it works because you nailed it. It, it. it helps to keep the pH balance of the vagina what it naturally is, acidic. It's an acidic environment. And what I mean by that is you typically see pHs in the vagina between 3.5 and 4.5. And it's only when sperm enters and ejaculation occurs that the alkaline nature of sperm in, increases the pH balance of the vagina, allowing sperm the motility they need to, to swim up. And at the same time, for some women, it actually invokes certain vaginal infections. So when you have an abnormal pH and you're very sensitive to it, there's certain partners that you, I see it all, all the time. Patients come in and say, look, I don't know what's going on with my body. I've been with this new partner for the last few months and I keep getting recurrent infections. And that's because they're so sensitive to the change in pH balance. And so Fexi allows for a st stabilized pH environment, decreasing sperm motility, therefore not allowing it to do what it wants to do. The big question is how effective is Fexi? And, you know, in, in pharmaceutical kinetics, we talk about perfect use versus uh, typical use. And look, if somebody's using it exactly the way the directions allow it, at least you guys are quoting rates of 93% effective. And we do see it, it can drop down to 86% if it can be if it's not used properly, but it's an FDA-approved product. It's been used now in millions of, of women, and you guys, your sales are going through the roof. And I, I would love for you to share all that great news. But I just want to bring out one little detail before we get into further stuff. Is so, what's the difference between a gel that you insert in the vagina versus spermicide? So that's a big difference, you guys. Spermicide, first, most healthcare providers don't like spermicides. I'm not a fan of prescribing it for the following reason. Aside from the fact that it comes in films and foams, which cannot always feel so great, it has a chemical called anoxanil 9, and they all have it. 
But the problem with that ingredient is that it can it kills the sperm by destroying the cellular membranes. And, and this can cause an issue in the vagina because if you are in a high-risk relationship where you're more prone to getting an STD and you're destroying the cellular membranes, you potentially have a high risk of con contracting an STD where Fexi doesn't do that. And we're going to learn soon that it may actually prevent that. And spermicides in good use are only about 79% effective, so a lot less effective than Fexi. So you guys, that's my, that's my take on Fexi from a clinical standpoint. But I would love to learn about <clears throat> some of the things that we hear about and that you guys hear about on why women are choosing Fexi over birth control. Um, I'll, I'll jump right in and just tell you one that I love. It, you know, we always get asked, people come in, they just had a baby, they're breastfeeding, they don't know what to do, they don't want to get pregnant again, but they don't want to take estrogen because it decreases their milk supply, so they get nervous, they don't really want an IUD because they don't feel comfortable. Well, bingo, Fexi, perfect alternative for that. Or what about the patient who's got a contraindication to hormones? Maybe she's a smoker, which she shouldn't be, and we can, that's a whole different discussion. Maybe she's a breast cancer survivor, has strong genetic uh, risk factors for breast cancer, or, or she gets migraine headaches, or whatever the issue is, whatever the contraindication to typical birth control, Fexi as a non-hormonal option is a great alternative and maybe should be a first-line treatment instead of hormone-related medications. So all that, I've given you guys a ton of information because I just wanted to put it out there before you and I get to chat a little bit about it. So did I miss anything about the medication? About oh that was so perfect. Are you kidding me? I am going to bottle and use that. That is, was amazing. Thank you very oh, much, good. by the way. Exquisite. But look, just for a couple points to add, I mean, just to take one step back to, to your point about spermicides, spermicides also have a black box warning. And in most of the world, they have literally been banned, banned from the market. Because to your point, it tears at the epithelial lining of the vaginal cavity, which makes HIV transmission, so many other issues because it's a detergent like substance. So, so one, that's why we're very different. But the other thing I want to talk about is the efficacy. And I think it's important for the listeners to know that in our clinical study, the FDA required us to count failures, women who didn't use the product at all, women who use the product after intercourse, which obviously it's not going to work. So what we have found in real world. So for example, in the clinical study, there were 26,000 acts of sex. There was less than 1% pregnancy. So we feel like as long as women use this correctly, they are getting the efficacy that they want. But the other point is that when you talked about women who are contraindicated, there are 800,000 women every year they get diagnosed with cancer. And what about the women last year and the year before and their daughters and their sisters and I, a few years ago, had stage three breast cancer. And what I learned, obviously, was that these women want their life back. No one wants to be a cancer patient forever. But the big thing that happens post-treatment is you have to take anti-estrogen every day, sometimes five years, sometimes 10 years. Sort of the joke in the cancer community is that you are become like the Sahara Desert. So the fact that our product is lubricating, because a lot of women have pain with intercourse, vaginal dryness, even bleeding, but Fexi is lubricating, but also viscous. And you said it stays inside the vaginal cavity. So many women love the lubricating properties of it. So, but I want to tell you a fascinating thing that occurred when we first launched the product, I made this assumption that I literally made this up in my head, 
that probably young women aren't using lubrication. And I could not have been more incorrect. We have heard from so many young women who say, you know what? We are using lubrication as part of intimacy. Fexi is so easy to use, but I don't even go in the bathroom and put it in. I use it as part of intimacy. I put it in right in front of my partner, just like he puts on a condom. So the great part is that a lot of women during COVID reached out and said, you know what? This is maybe one of the first times we've had a moment to think about our quality of life to take a beat, to say, huh, I don't have hormones in my milk. I don't have hormones in my meat. I'm trying to do yoga. I'm trying to be healthy. Does it really make sense that I'm using a synthetic hormone every single day? I don't have sex every day. And we say, look, if a woman wants to use a hormone, good for her. That's not the woman we're targeting. But to the women who wonder what is doing this every day going to do to my ability to get pregnant when I want to? What other negative side effects are happening to my body? And if I don't feel as good as I should, is there a better option? That's what makes Fexi so special, frankly. It really, really does. And so we are really excited. And our scripts, to your point, so as an example, the third quarter of last year, we generated 17,000 prescriptions. The fourth quarter, we did 37,000. So all that speaks to is that there's a huge unmet need. Our scripts are growing unbelievable in a COVID environment. So we feel really good that women are really gravitating toward the idea that they should get to have sex on demand and only use a product when they need it. I mean, it makes so much sense. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised it took this long to get a product like this in the market. Me too. It's, it's, it's unbelievable to me that we live in 2021 and birth control has almost been here for a century. And, and we're still dealing with pharmaceutical grade hormones going into an unnatural fashion into a body. And who knows exactly what it's stimulating. <clears throat> Look, and I love and, and you nailed it when I when I met with your rep earlier, um, Monica. And now that I've got this whole tagline down, I may take her job if that's okay. She, <laughs> I could, take my, she, yeah. she could be a cosmetic gynecologist. And I'll be <laughs> but all that said, I mean, you know, I think I love the idea that you're getting the lubrication aspect. And when you guys feel it, the texture is so soft and so nice. And, and it doesn't, it, it just feels so natural uh, that I think that it's 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 a it sounds like it would make an amazing lubricant. I have to confess I haven't used it, or my wife hasn't used it. But anyways, it's it, and you get all the benefits of non-hormonal, effective birth control. I thank you for doing this. No, thank you. And you know what though, I agree with you. I actually said to myself, even our investor said. Why hasn't somebody else come out with this before you, you know, a huge company like Merck or Pfizer? Why? And I said, well, look, by the way, it's, it's a lot cheaper and quicker to just come out with lower doses of more hormones, right? Doing phase one, phase two, phase three, really leaning into innovation is difficult. You have to really care about women in a very passionate way. And so that's what I hope too, that women understand is that this company is made up of people that really care about empowering women with innovation and good choices, you know, and that, and we're delivering on that. So that's so important too. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like the culture of your company speaks wonders to that and your product speaks for itself. So it makes complete sense. So let me ask you a question. Great, amazing product. And, but tell me what you, you, you mentioned that the same gel is going to do, and you guys are going through the trials right now with the FDA. 
Yep. And, and so can you can you kind of give us a sneak peek into what's coming down the pipeline? Yes, yes. So what's amazing is that also huge issue, there's 1.8 million cases of chlamydia in the U.S. every year, 600,000 cases of gonorrhea. The CDC has said for the sixth year in a row, both of those are on the rise, that gonorrhea is an epidemic because it's antibiotic resistant. And the one thing that's really shocking is that once a woman gets chlamydia, 30% of the time it recurs because her patient doesn't get treated. I mean, sorry, her partner doesn't get treated. And so here's what we found when we met with the FDA. The FDA said, look, there's nothing indicated for the prevention of either of these. So when you spoke about the vaginal pH, that's what makes this product so interesting and so simple. Normal vaginal pH, as you said, is 3.5 to 4.5. So when semen enters, your pH rises to seven or eight and you get pregnant. It's the same exact thing that happens when chlamydia pathogens enter or gonorrhea pathogens enter. Your pH rises and you get infected. And so what's amazing is that no matter what contraception a woman's on, whether she's on a pill, a patch, an IUD, or Fexi, they all can still get chlamydia and gonorrhea. So what this does is offer every woman access to a product that can prevent chlamydia and gonorrhea. So our study will be fully enrolled this quarter. And then we will share top line data in the third quarter of this year, 2021. I mean, sorry, 2022. And then in 2023, we will expand the label. So we will be able to prevent chlamydia and gonorrhea in 2023. And the FDA gave us a six-month review instead of a 12-month review because they know it's so important to get these indications to the market. So I think it's really going to change the way women are empowered, even at a next level, because now it's yet another unmet need we're delivering on, you know, more innovation. And it's exciting. It's exciting too for investors because it doubles the market opportunity, you know, for, because every woman on any contraceptive product can use it. So we're in a really good place to really start really elevating ourselves as a company that really cares about women. I mean, Sandra, first of all, I, I'm going to, personally write a letter to the Nobel Prize Board for, on your behalf. Thank Not that you. they're going to listen to me, but definitely. But you guys, you don't even understand the implication. I mean, just the thought that we have endemic gonorrhea, chlamydia on the rise throughout the United States, that's one thing. The fact that we can alleviate people's anxiety about getting these kinds of STDs just by using a birth control, unbelievable. But what Sandra didn't mention is the long-term sequela, the long-term causes that chlamydia and gonorrhea have on a woman's body. Do you know that one of the number one reasons of infertility in the world is gonorrhea and chlamydia? Because gonorrhea and chlamydia can lead to scar tissue formation in the pelvis, can cause obstruction of your fallopian tubes, can be a, a nadir for an abscess formation um, in your pelvis can wreak havoc on chronic pelvic pain syndromes. And so this is unbelievable. The fact that you can actually prevent these from occurring just by using your birth control is going to save, I can't even imagine the amount of pain you're gonna save these women who get gonorrhea or chlamydia. And it goes undiagnosed because as you said, a lot of times it can even be asymptomatic for a long time. And so they don't even know they have it or they go see, and like you said, their partner who maybe doesn't really is not very responsible is going from one one vagina to the next, flowering like a bee and spreading chlamydia and gonorrhea. So, and, and the amount of surgeries I've done laparoscopically, open surgeries, taking women to the hospital, put them under general anesthesia, did surgery so that I could excise 
a pelvic ovarian abscess caused by one of these STIs or uh, having to reduce the amount of scar tissue formation to help women improve their fertility and chronic pelvic, pelvic pain syndrome, we're going to be able to avoid. That's unbelievable to me. I mean, congratulations. Well, thank you. You know that, so the, in April, there is a STI awareness week and I have to be candid. Um, hopefully not to put you on the spot, we can convince you to do a little video about this that we can share with everybody because you know what, what you just said that was just so, when you don't deal with these, if it's asymptomatic or you you don't address it now, to your point, the long-term effects, infertility is emotionally, financially, physically so grueling, pelvic inflammatory disease, all of these issues, because people think, oh, well, it's just a, it's, it's just a little um, kitschy thing. Maybe it's like a yeast infection. It is not. When we ignore these things and don't treat them, you're right. The consequences can be very serious for these women. And so, absolutely, yeah, so that's great. I think those points are really important. Yeah. So look, I think I, I know the audience right now is getting goosebumps with all of this information because I know I am, but I want to show you guys another side of you which is your work internationally. Um, so tell us a little bit about how EvoFem and Fexi has helped your passion in helping women uh, in Women Care Global and how, it's a, uh, and how you've helped bring those products to third world countries and so forth. Yeah, no, thank you for that. So in 2009, I started an organization called Women Care Global, and I was funded by the Susan B. Thompson Buffett organization to start that. The real premise was to prove that donations don't work. Donations are not sustainable. You have to create a hybrid model. And now a lot of people talk about conscious capitalism, and that's really what it was. It was the Robin Hood approach. It was you go into urban and rural settings, you figure out what is the appropriate price point for the poorest of the poor and the ones who can pay a little bit more. But the point is sustainable access to contraception. And so Women Care Global became a platform, a product introduction platform. And the reason that we did is that we knew that we could not be all things to all people. We had to align with partners. So we became the prime and we went out to other nonprofits that had an expertise in certain areas. So for example, we partnered with a group that did all kinds of education on cell phones. Everywhere in the world, they have cell phones, if you can believe it. We also partnered with a group that did all of the monitoring and evaluation to prove that we were making a difference. So we found all of these partners so that we, Women Care Global, made sure that the products and the packaging were quality. We made sure that we got the products registered. But the point is, is that what we really cared about was providing access to the same kind of products that women in America use. And what I recognized is I've been on many, 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 many trips. One of the trips that probably impacted me the most is we spent a lot of time in the largest slum in Africa called Kibera. There's 600,000 people that live in the size of Central Park. They have no waste management. I mean, waste running up and down these like mud little mud roads. It, it's incredibly profoundly sad, but what was amazing is that even when you go in and sit down with these women and you talk to them, it doesn't take them very long to figure out and explain to you that they understand that if they can control their family size, everything changes. 
everything changes for the children that they do have, for their communities, for their own future. And all they want is access. And they also say, by the way, I don't want the poorest woman's product. Don't give me a generic. Don't give me the products that American women threw away in the garbage. They know, by the way. And so what was fascinating is that we went to do a proof of concept. And the reason we did a proof of concept is that some people said to me, women in Africa aren't going to touch their vaginas. They're not going to insert something that's a gel. And I said, really? Are you sure? How do you know that? And what, what we discovered was that they said to us that they were being demanded, demanded to use lubricant for the pleasure of their partners. Their partner were making them whether they wanted to or not. And so what was awesome is these women are like, oh my goodness, this is a blessing because this is lubricating, but it will also prevent me from getting oh, pregnant. That's great. Right? But the bigger issue was that places like USAID and the Population Council and the Gates Foundation very quickly realized that if you come to market with the prevention of chlamydia and gonorrhea, it's game changing. It is oh, game, game over, right? Game yeah. over. All of these women think about yeah. all the healthcare they don't have, all the issues they're having because they're getting all these diseases. And the idea that this one product can change that it's so significant and so important. And so for me, it was such a, um, look, it, you know what it was for me? It wasn't that I felt oh, so good about myself and this company. We have a halo effect. We're doing it. It had nothing to do with it. It had to do with, you know what? Women get it. No matter where they are, no matter how they live, no matter where they came from, they want a better life for everyone they impact. And by the way, you've heard all the stories, right? When they talk about microfunding, that the men would get their checks and they'd go spend it on alcohol and weapons. The women spend it on their families and their communities. And so empowering them is always the right decision. And so that's what we're doing. So the bottom line is that a company called Adjuvant, Adjuvant is an amazing organization and they gave us $25 million to specifically focus on low and middle income countries to lower our cost of goods, to cover the registrations, to make sure that FEXI is available. That was just the beginning. So we're doing it and we're doing it because of my background and some of the people that have worked here, you know, we're not just sending out a press release that looks good. We are the real deal. We're really taking this product to women everywhere because they deserve it. And it's really exciting. You know what I love about you and your company is look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be honest. I'm a male gynecologist in a women dominated field, but it is so refreshing to have the CEO of a women's health company, first of all, not only be a woman, but to hear the the passion that you exude when you speak about this, uh, to hear the changes that you're making in the world. And and it's not just about profit, it's about bringing it worldwide to improve earth in our our lifestyle and, and to give women who don't have that fair advantage to have an opportunity to better themselves I got to hand it to you. Bravo. I mean, that is, you, you are my favorite person. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I'm being serious. It's, it's not every day that you meet, meet somebody who's so dedicated to making a difference that you can, it's palpable. So I, I, I can really feel it on your end. Well, look, I, that's amazing. I want, I want the audience also to know one more thing about Fexi. So is this a prescription medication? Is this over the counter? How does press? How does it work? 
Yes. So it's a prescription medication. A month supply typically is a box of 12 pre-filled applicators. So you get 12 with a month, one month supply. If you tell your provider that you're more sexually active than that, a one month supply could be two boxes of 12. Also, a week ago, we just sent out a press release that the Department of Labor and the Office of Women's Health have said that every plan that they mandate, every healthcare plan, every insurance company must cover at zero out-of-pocket pay if a contraceptive product is FDA approved. Now, before that mandate a few weeks ago, there were some plans that would block FEXI unless we gave them a very significant and egregious discount. Now they can no longer do that because there's a legislative mandate under ACA that one product in every category must be covered. Well, Fexi is the only product that's a non-hormonal on demand. So you can get it from your OBGYN. You could go to Fexi.com. We have a telemedicine platform where a provider oh, wow. will talk to you. Yep. You can get it mailed to you in 24 or 48 hours. So you can you know, do it through telemedicine, through our portal on our website, or your own telemedicine, or from your OBGYN. But yes, it's definitely readily available. And we are excited that women, and most times women will get, you know, a three-month or six-month prescription refill. But what we have found is that the first time you use it, the first time you try anything, right? I mean, unless you're swallowing a pill and you're used to swallowing pills, we always say the first time you use it, it might be a little awkward, like a contact lens, you know, but then after you put your contact lens in the first time, you think, oh my goodness, I can't believe I wore glasses. I can't believe it. That's what Fexi has become. It's so discreet. The applicator is so small. You can put it in your jacket pocket. You can put it in your purse, but very simple. And just like you said, you put it in right before sex or within an hour, anytime within an hour or right before, and you just insert it, throw the applicator away and no odor, no smell, no taste. Um, very clean and really simple. Great. And very few ingredients, which to me, you know, listen, I'm all about all natural is, is, is amazing. Um, you guys, it looks like a little tiny tampon. It's tiny. It looks like a stylus, almost like a pen. So it can, it can easily fit into your, into your jacket, into your, into your jean pants, wherever you are. Let me ask you one more question. A lot of times on demand means you've had a couple of drinks, and you're feeling in the mood and things are going well, can you drink alcohol with it? You can. Well, you know what? So yes, not only can you drink alcohol with it because there's no systemic activity in the body whatsoever. It doesn't matter what other medications you're on. You can have alcohol. It doesn't matter your BMI. We don't want women to smoke, but it, the point is, is the Fexi is literally for every woman. That's what makes it so amazing. Even ER doctors will say to me, you know what, when we have to write something, we always give them Fexi because we don't want to think about it because we don't have time to go through what other meds they're on. We always give them Fexi because to your, it's food grade. It's so safe. We don't have to worry. You guys, you heard it. There's no other reason why everybody's not using Fexi. I know I'm going to be prescribing it daily. Um, Sandra, thank you. I know you're such a busy person. I truly appreciate you being on my podcast and I really hope we get to do some more stuff together. And you're such an inspiration to all physicians, healthcare providers, and all women in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I want to tell you, this has been so pleasurable. I would love to oh, talk to you every day. So thank you so uh, much for having me. My pleasure. Fexi is a non-hormonal birth control used before sex to prevent pregnancy. Don't use Fexi if you have problems with your urinary tract or a history of repeated UTIs. Common side effects are vaginal burning, itching, infection, discharge, UTIs, genital area discomfort, 
bacterial vaginosis, or pain while urinating. Fexi does not protect against STIs. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Women's Health and Beyond with Dr. David Goslin. If you found this episode informative, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to ask Dr. Goslin a question, please visit our website at www.davidgoslin.com or connect on all social media platforms at David Goslin. We'll see you next week for another episode.